Okay, guys, it is Vanna Campanovo. I am the CEO and founder of the Trinity Integrative Holistic Medicine and Counseling Services, as well as I am a DID system. I was diagnosed with DID, PTSD, autism, ADHD, and major depression um, reoccurrent. Um, so I thought that I would start this podcast and I did my first session, um, yesterday and it was good. Um, I did notice that I had a lot of people, uh, following the, um, podcast, but they did not subscribe. So I want to kind of start off by saying, please subscribe to this channel um, I am currently recording for YouTube and I am recording on Spotify and Apple. So please, please, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our, our um, Spotify accounts as well as our Apple account where you will get uh, different things. I may not always post on YouTube the same podcast that I'm posting on um, my Spotify, um, but sometimes I will, but a lot of the times I will not, but I wanted to start off with this. Um, so April is sexual assault month and because we are called, did you know, which is the title of this podcast and any series that I do, it's, did you know, um, D dot I dot D did you know? Um, I wanted to ask you guys, did you know that April is sexual assault month? And what does that mean? So um, what does sexual assault and DID um, have uh, a connection together? How are they re uh, related? And how can sexual assault and dis dissociation play a part? So one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, I'm going to call it the uh, three D's, okay? Um, and that is going to be um, dissociation, um, denial, and uh, uh, disclosure. Dissociation, denial, and disclosure. Okay, and so... Um, let's, let's first start off with, here is a really good question. Was it rape? Did what I experienced, was it rape? Why would that be a question? Well, a lot of times individuals who have dissociation or DID, they have what we call a freeze or fawn response. So like if there is a danger, some people will fight and they will want to fight to protect themselves, while others may run, and they will run to protect themselves. And other people, well, they may be still, or play dead, or faint. And the reason why they do that is because their brain tells them that that is the best way for survival. And because of that, we have seen in the mental health world, especially me as a therapist, that we get a lot of women who have sexual abuse 
and they feel responsible because the abuse that they endured, they felt like they did not fight. So I also like to give examples of myself because I am not above and I believe that sometimes by self-disclosure, it's a lot easier for me to help um, someone else understand where I'm coming from. And so um, I remember, um, first of all, I like I said, I was sexually abused as a child um, at the ages of three. I do believe that there is a lot more to that scenario than I remember. Of course, I only have like a brief snippet of memory. And I know that that trauma did not last like three seconds long, right? Um, but I also have lots of memories and a, a lot of other things that come up um, that suggest that this was happening more than once and more than one person was involved. And so um, it is not uncommon that individuals who are neurodivergent that have autism or uh, um, ADHD or any other neurological neurodivergent disorder, they are more likely to be abused more than once. Um, and that's mainly, I think, because especially for women, we try to mask. That is um, what they call it, masking, which is basically trying to fit into society and look appropriate to what everyone else uh, does because we're we're trying to mimic them and fit in. So it, a lot of the times in, in the hopes of wanting someone to accept us and so at, for us not to feel so out of whack, um, we mimic and then we kind of get ourselves in these situations. But um, as I got older, um, I'll give you two examples of a question of, is it rape, right? Is it rape? People ask this all the time. I And I've had so many women say, I don't feel comfortable saying that I was raped. And I'm like, I understand, baby, but you were raped, right? So um, that, that, that denial puts us in a dissociative state. Um, and it's hard to heal trauma that you are denying ever happened or denying existed. So um, when I was in college, um, I remember um, there was a camp at a basketball camp and there was a particular coach there that uh, ran the basketball camp. I was a college student. They were a um, coach coming in to run the camp. Um, I thought they were cute. Um, and this is at the time where I, it was same sex, right? And um, I remember um, going to a club with them somehow, you know, after a few drinks, we come home um, and we begin kind of like engaging in um, this type of behavior. Um, and I remember that there was a scent, a smell that I just wasn't liking. Um, and it triggered me to my sexual trauma of my abuser. And um, yeah, so like I immediately like didn't want to do it because like I was triggered by the smell. It had brought me back into like the sexual abuse of my my um person and um i remember telling them like no i don't i don't want to um and what happened to me was basically my no was 
not acknowledged. And um, I was basically, they basically forced themselves to um, enter into, you know, me and uh, basically uh, tried to hurt me. It was one of those they were one of those people that were like really like sadistic and wanted to hurt a person. And I remember screaming and trying to get them to stop and trying to just like get out of the way. Um, and I was not strong enough. Um, and so I had to go through that. And um, it was really, it was really painful. Um, and I remember being really depressed after that. Um, but then I also thought, I don't know why, but I thought, well, since I invited them in and I had let it get to a certain point, it's my fault. So I can't be mad at them. And so I remember like trying to have a conversation with them. And of course, like they did what they did and they never talked to me again. Um, and that was like really hard. And then fast forward, um, once I kind of went through my conversion and I started um, believing for myself that um, heterosexuality was the way that I needed to be and that it was the right way concerning my own personal beliefs, I had been walking with uh, the Lord for five years um, and I met a guy um, and... I invited him over, which was not smart. I literally felt myself um, be like, this is a bad idea. I heard God tell me like, this is a bad idea. Um, I, even when I invited him over, I literally had a vision of me being raped and I didn't, it did not stop me from inviting him over because I wanted some attention. And so anyways, the 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 thought was that he would stay at my house for the night and like nothing would go further um and again like i had been gay all my life so this is the first guy that i'm kind of like being introduced to in this way and um i remember going to bed and then um him actually wanting to have sex and like kind of like moving my hands and making me do things that I wasn't ready to do. Um, and then when it got to time to have sex, um, it hurt. I was a virgin. And I remember saying, no, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that or we should stop. And I kept saying these cues like, no, we should stop. I don't want to. Um, and he just continued trying um, until he succeeded. And I remember thinking to myself, if I fight him, I could, it could be like that vision where like he chokes me and I end up dead. So what I did was I just let it happen. And then I cried and I cried and I cried and I cried. And then I thought to myself, which happens with many rape victims. Well, I'm damaged now, especially since it was my virginity. And I thought, well, if you lose your virginity, you have to get married. So I was like, well, 
I guess I'm gonna have to marry this guy. Um, and so I literally at that point just said, forget it. And just had sex with him whenever he wanted. And he took, I mean, it was very, um, he was very, very sexual. And he um, forced me to do a lot of things. Um, and I did them out of just like fear of rejection or just the simple fact of like, you, well, you have my virginity now, right? And so a, a lot of the times I was like, that's not rape. You know, I, I let it happen. I didn't fight back. Um, and I had to go to my own therapy. And my therapist was like, no, you were telling them no. You were telling them no. The only reason why you didn't fight back was because you were afraid that it was going to get worse. And so if that has happened to you, I want you to know that is rape. And you have been raped. And I know it is uncomfortable when I teach a lot of my groups. I sometimes have to have my lady say, I was raped. Because it's really hard. A lot of people disbelieve. You know, they have the, mis the what is it, the Me Too movement and all this stuff going on. And so there's a lot of people that come out saying that there was abuse. And it kind of sucks because... There are people who are sexually abused at three years old, like myself, or that, you know, um, a college coach was able to take advantage of me, or, um, you know, my virginity wasn't something that was given, but it was something that was taken. And they will say, well, you were dressed that way, or you let them in, or you let them go this far, so that's your fault. And so we take on what we call shame. And... So I wanted to um, work with um, I wanted to work with you guys and let you know that uh, this is very common. It actually says that 50% of women experience sexual violence, 50%. Um, and then on top of the 50%, 25% actually experience. Um, completed rape or attempted rape. And so the, we're looking at sexual violence. That could be uh, fingering, um, molestation, fondling, um, just anything forceful. And then other than that, we're looking at like true rape, like going inside, right? Um, and uh, people don't really talk about it. And then it says that about 3 million women um, have had um, rape and pregnancy related events and so that's something else to talk about but one of the things I, I just wanted to stress is how does that relate to our dissociation number one um a lot like being in fear and telling someone no and then giving in that is what we call a freeze or fawn position and that means that you are in a dissociative state um and you are trying to survive in order, uh, your, your brain is thinking, if I just cooperate, I will live. And so the brain is doing the best that it can to survive. Some people faint. Um, fainting, um, I'm a fainter. So like if I go on a roller coaster and I get scared and it goes up, the moment it goes down, I'm I faint. I'm good. I, and then I like I wake up and I'm like, huh, 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 and then we're up again. And I'm like, ah, and then it drops on. 
and I'm gone. And I, I, I like so like roller coasters aren't the best for me because I I faint on them and it's not really good to continue fainting, right? Um, but that's just my neurological condition of fainting um, when I'm afraid, right? And I don't I I honestly don't know where exactly that that part came from, but um, I just want to let you know that um yes that is rape and the other thing is so we talked about dissociation dissociation is um sometimes when you like completely um just allow yourself to like freeze or faint during the trauma um the other thing was denial telling people that i that no i wasn't raped i'm not no no it wasn't rape um, I haven't been, or even I, I'm still to this day, like there are certain things that my brain sometimes likes to bring to the forefront and I'm like, no, no, that didn't happen. Mm, nope, that didn't happen. And, but so many times you're like, that probably happened, right? So we're like in this denial and why is that so bad? Like, how can you heal something if you don't like acknowledge it? As a therapist, and especially as an addiction therapist, the first step that we take in the 12, um, 12 steps is, number one, that I admit that I have become powerless um, over my, and I would put trauma for us, right? Um, and it says, I admit, like, you cannot do anything until you admit. You cannot um, treat a problem that is not there. So if you stay in denial, how can you heal from it? And so, um, it is time for, if you are someone listening to this and you've been in denial or you've been denying your situation, it's time for you to come out. It's time for you to come out of denial and it's time for you to talk about it, which leads us to the next D, disclosure. It's time for you to disclose what has happened to you. By disclosing what has happened to you, it gives you a sense of power and it takes away the shame every single time that you talk about it. Like, just me doing this podcast, it, like, yesterday's podcast, it literally, I felt, like, weightlifted and I felt clarity and I my system felt better and, like, today I felt even more, like, strong, like, yeah, I'm gonna say, talk about this and, like, I haven't really talked about this um, very, very much. Like, there are things that have happened to me where I have been you know, I've had a gun pulled out on me. I've been attacked in the middle of Austin trying to, like, save a girl. Um, I've had um, just so many different things. And, you know, a lot of my personalities, they, like, I won't say a lot. Angelica. <laughs> Angelica. She, um, she put us in some really awkward places, like awkward sex clubs, like, rich and fancy secret society sex clubs and things of that nature, BDSM things, things that I'm like, what, what in the world? Like, and, and you want to talk about denial? I forget that that ever happened so many times until something is brought up and then there is a memory and it's like, oh wait, that you do remember coming out of that, right? So, you know, Talking about it helps us to stop having that amnesia barrier for those of us who have DID. Um, but another thing is, if you've been sexually abused between the ages of six to nine and you already had a neurodivergent brain, the sexual abuse could be the starting factor as to why you started 
having DID in the first place. A lot of people ask, why did I um, get this? Why me? And so I would say, did you know? Did you know that if you had sexual abuse, repeatedly sexual abuse as a child, that you are more likely to have had a um, split and fragmented um, structure of your personality, which allows you to become a multiple. There's nothing wrong with being a multiple. And I also want to let you guys know that even if you felt like it was your fault that you allowed someone to get that close to you, it is not your fault. It is not your fault. It is not your fault. It, it, let's talk about disclosure. Um, you also need to disclose I was raped and it is not my fault because that person has control of themselves. That person heard no. That person knew that you felt uncomfortable. That person knew that you didn't want to do it. That person knew that you said stop. And that person ignored it and kept going. And that was something within them. It was something wrong with them. They did not respect your no and they took your no. You did not give it to them. It was taken from you. And it is not your fault. You cannot blame yourself for someone else's bad behavior. Um, and I hope that that helps someone out there today who is thinking about that. Um, so for myself, you know, I am constantly like focusing on like my healing. I think it's also very important that, um, for instance, I don't know, but did you know that the more that you think about negative things, the more you're likely to be depressed. And so a lot of the times people will dwell on their, um, so a lot of the times people will actually dwell on their trauma and that is not healthy. Um, as a matter of fact, when you continue thinking about negative things, your brain and begins to respond um, like a virus. It increases C proteins, basically telling your body that you are um, basically having a virus and it begins like trying to fight uh, the system. So what happens is you are more likely to get sick. And that is why a lot of us who have untreated trauma, we also have a lot of medical conditions, a lot of chronic um, chronic illnesses and a lot of um, like, un, like um, chronic illnesses, undiagnosed um, pains, things of that nature because the body is um, constantly thinking about these negative um, behaviors. And another thing that I found out is the more that you talk about your trauma, the more you can get into like a really like deep depressed state. So one of the things that I would talk to you about is once you have admitted that there is a, a denial that like you were raped and you survived. Um, another thing is I changed my language. I am a survivor of abuse, of sexual abuse. I'm a survivor of many different abuses, but I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. Um, but you can also 
uh, stop saying that you're a victim. And somebody may look at me and like say, what? And all I'm saying is just try it, go out, meditate, and just say, I'm a survivor of this abuse. I'm a survivor because I'm a victim of it. It's going to bring the negative C proteins to the brain and your body's going to continue acting like a virus. It's going to continue infl um, inflaming you, causing sickness. Um, and we do not do well with sicknesses. As a matter of fact, the more sick and the more inflamed we are, the more we begin to dissociate, right? And so um, the other thing is being able to say, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. This did not kill me. It did not take me out. It may have helped me to be wiser. Maybe I choose my people a little bit more different. Um, maybe it may help me be a little bit more empathetic. Maybe I'm not someone that looks at the Me Too movement and goes, here's another person claiming they're raped, right? Because um, I understand like what that's about. And so once you go through that and you can admit it, that it happens and that you're also a survivor of it the next thing is guess what the issues are in your tissues so i believe talk therapy helps to a certain extent and if you want to kind of like know about what's going on in the brain brain spotting and emdr those are great but then you also need to do movement therapy movement therapy like yoga or dance because as you begin stretching particular parts of the body um, it begins to help the body process it as a whole I'll give you an example I was laying down one day and I was doing my yoga and I had my my feet where um, I don't know if this is gonna work but I had my feet um, straight and then I kind of had my leg like this and I um, I basically uh, was like stretching my growing area and I kept stretching it and I was like why is this so tight why is this so tight um, and all of a sudden now mind you I just told you the story about the coach I forgot about the coach and I forgot about another person um, but all of a sudden as I was stretching and I asked why am I so tight here? Why is there such a resistance on this part of my body? Immediately, I had a, a, a memory of the rape and another rape that happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot that ever happened. I forgot that that, that even existed. So, you know, um, had that not, had I not been doing that exercise, um, then my body would not have been as tight, which was basically the tightness was the tightness that I was probably doing, trying to close myself during the assault, right? And the body remembered it and the brain needed to process it. And then it was there. I was able to talk about it, talk to my therapist and be able to recognize like, wow, it was rape. And it was really hard because, um, you know, there are like a lot of my rapes, um, were same sex, um, and then I had, um, my, um, one that was a male, uh, and then some other, it wasn't full rape, but there were just, like, a lot of, like, forcing to do things, um, so, um, I just wanted to kind of share that with you guys and, and, and let you guys know that, like, it's not your fault. 
And if you're questioning whether or not you were raped, if any of the scenarios that I just gave you happened to you, just because you froze or you let it happen because you thought you were protecting yourself, you were raped and I'm here to validate that for you and I'm here to confirm that with you and I'm here to tell you that you are not alone and that you can see a face. Um, if you're on, for my, my Spotify people, you can hear a voice and for my YouTube people, you can see a face of someone who's went through this as well. Um, so if you have any questions about um, the sexual abuse, we're going to try and go through all of these um, this month. So this month is going to be really rough. Now, again, I am talking about DID, um, but I'm talking about dissociate, dissociations. How do they happen and how do we treat them, right? So today, I did you know that um, movement therapy um, yoga stretches, when you hold them in long poses, they will allow you to process trauma that has been stored in your body. And did you know that you must, number one, come out of denial? You must, number two, um, recognize that what you did was dissociation and that it wasn't your fault. And number three, you need to disclose, you need to admit that it happened so that you can start having the healing that you need in this area. And then the facts of did you know is that 50% um, of women have went through sexual abuse, um, sexual violence. 25% of them had completed rape um, or attempted rape. And 3 million had um, rape that ended in a pregnancy. And I want to also make it known that while I am a woman and there are women listening to me, men also are raped and they come out very shameful. And it is hard for them to tell their story because they feel like they should not have been raped. They feel like maybe... Um, if they were raped by a man, that's like really embarrassing for them. Um, and if they were raped by a woman, people want to know like how did they not take care of themselves um, or how did they not protect themselves. And so I speak to any men also who may watch this video that being raped, whether it was by a male or a female, is not your, your fault. And I it totally um, will let you know that yes, if a female has done something to you, whether you were incapacitated or whether she forced herself on you, yes, it is rape. Um, and, and we need to start calling it what it is. Um, I love you guys. I hope that this um, video was helpful. Um, oh, another thing is recognizing your triggers. So for me, like I mentioned, if I smell anything that smells like sex, especially as a sex addiction therapist, if someone comes in and they may have did something to take care of themselves before they come in, um, that is a trigger of mine um, and I can switch. Um, so you have to be aware of like what can cause you to switch. I was watching a video called Orthodox on Netflix and it's like a really good Orthodox um, Jewish video, but it's, you know, of her trying to escape the Hasidic 
life but it shows a part where her husband is trying to have sex with her and it is very painful for her and I was watching it not realizing that I was dissociating and by the end of the show um, I was having extreme panic attacks to the point I thought I was dying I was having um, my head felt like it was about to have a seizure and I had to call a team meeting inside and ask everybody like what is going on and then Angelica was like you watched this video and it triggered me and so I'm like okay is there anybody who can come to the front right now um, to help the body calm down Ronan chief you know so you know it's really good to kind of recognize around sexual assault where does the dissociations happen when are you more likely to switch who inside your system is a protector that can kind of help you and guide you back into that so um and i'll talk to you guys a little bit more about my system i feel like there are a few of them that are interested in sharing um, their stories and um talking about themselves um I like <laughs> I feel Victoria um very heavy um in my um in my yeah so I'm switching now I feel Victoria very heavy inside and she wants to come out and um say hello and I think I may let her, I think also it's really hard. Um, I want to talk about dissociation and being diagnosed with DID and then like being like, and now what, you know, like, cause you sometimes feel like you are, um, that you are, um, pretending um sorry i'm I, um so i just wanted to um introduce myself i'm victoria and i am actually one of the gatekeepers and this particular segment was actually very hard for Vanna. she um does not talk about these aspects of her life quite often with her being a therapist so a lot of the times um no one actually hears these stories and this is actually the first time that um she has allowed herself to go this far and with me being one of the gatekeepers i believe that this was actually helpful for her but i do want to get on and let many people know who's listening that if you have a gatekeeper it may be best that you speak to them when discussing these things because too much memory flooding all at once can be quite um, difficult to manage and if the host is not able to handle it um, we all kind of um, suffer so 
I just I wanted to come in and 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 I, sorry, she's trying to get back out. I'm I'm trying to introduce uh, myself and also to let everyone know that um it's it, it is very important to work with your system and your disclosure. You cannot tell everyone about your um, diagnosis. You need to be very particular about whom you share such information with. It is dangerous and not all will believe that you have been raped and not all will believe that you have DID. As a matter of fact, many will say that you are a basket case and therefore you need to be wise on who you share this information with. Vanna wants to have lots of people share their story on this site and while we agree we also believe that you need to also make sure that all of your system is on board. So, Exactly what Victoria said. Um, I could kind of hear a little bit in the back. Um, we are very blendy, and so um, I am not completely ready to do like lots of switching. Um, so I'm going to get off, and I hope that this uh, video and this podcast is very helpful. And I cannot wait to continue sharing this journey with you guys. Okay, bye-bye.